This is Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda. I'm Johnny Hart. And I'm Trader Nick. Welcome back to the Market Insights Market Pulse podcast. And today we're joined by Oanda Senior Market Analyst Ed Moyer in New York. Good afternoon from London, Ed. How are you? Happy Friday from Wall Street. Now, we've had the latest PCE price index numbers out today. There's a raft of data, but let's concentrate on that particular one at the moment. The price index gained 0.1% in March. Was that in line with market expectations? I think when you take a look at today's uh, PCE readings, uh, not much of a surprise. You have to remind yourself, yesterday we had the first look at uh, GDP, which also came with the core PCE reading. There was an expectation we were going to get a a hot reading as this is the the March readings. Um, and, And for the most part, this basically solidifies you know the market's expectations that the fed can move forward with a rate hike next week and and i think there were some positives out of this um when you take a look at the core services x housing number that's starting to look a lot better the uh, zero spot two four percent march increase that's the best since last july so we're seeing a downshift in some of these inflationary pressures, but obviously there's still more work that needs to be done. And when you take a look at all the data that we got today, it was pretty messy. I mean, we had the employment cost index, which came in a lot hotter than expected at 1.2%. And I think that that's showing you that wage pressures are not easing. That's going to complicate what the Fed does. So, you know, as we, we get to next week's meeting, I think the debate will be, what's the messaging going to be? You know, the rate hike, that's pretty much a foregone conclusion. But do we, A, does Goolsby dissent? And, you know, do we see the Fed signal that they're going to be comfortable in, in, in saying that they're going to be able to hold? Or are they going to say that, you know, there, there might be uh, more work that needs to be done? So I think we'll, we'll, we'll get a better sense um, as far as what will happen next week with, you know, those June expectations. But I think for, for now, I mean, the data is still you know, supporting, I think, uh, uh, an argument here for um, another rate increase in June, which, you know, I think uh, I've, uh, I had a webinar yesterday with Craig, and I think he was, you know, arguing for a hold for uh, next week. And I think that you're going to see that there's going to be some divide, I think, amongst the Fed. I think for now, the economy is still looking like it's in decent shape. Uh, Personal income, was better than expected. Spending um, was flat. When you take a look at savings, uh, you know, the outlook for the consumer isn't that bad. And I think that, you know, in the end could still prove to support more purchasing, which could keep this inflation becoming uh, sticky. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But I think today's data was important. Does it change my opinion on the Fed's course? No. But I, I think it it will, uh, in conjunction with, you know, the earnings that we got, I think it suggests uh, there's a a little bit more optimism here, I think, for for the uh, short-term strength of the economy. And that might be bad for the uh, disinflation trends uh, that are needed to um, justify a hold and uh, might push back those recession calls. And I think one thing that's kind of interesting, too, is just watching the price action of the dollar here today. Uh, Going into today's uh, news, we had sort of a run-up on the dollar, and things kind of came out relatively as expected, and we saw the dollar sort of give back some of its gains here. At the time of recording, we're trading back down from today's highs, uh, around 102.1 on the dollar index. I think it's very interesting, uh, to Ed's point, watching for next week. Any cues, I think, are going to be very, very important to 
watch from the June meeting, right? Because now at this point, it seems like market forecasts are pretty much on par for a 25 basis point rate hike, uh, you know, up next. And then after that, that's where things get kind of interesting. Uh, this data here today uh, shows, again, inflation still on the decline, but remaining somewhat stubborn. And to Ed's point about still seeing some good consumer side economic spending, that sort of thing, uh, it could remain to be a problem for longer than expected. Despite that, I think it's interesting to see relatively good earnings in some areas, especially things you know like big names like Meta, uh, you know Google, that sort of thing. We're still seeing some strength there, uh, showing some resiliency in terms of uh, big tech stocks. So it should be interesting to see going into next week. Turning in terms of the foreign exchange side of things, uh, the Bank of Japan had some very interesting uh, sort of commentary. As far as what I gathered from looking through everything, of course, much of this happens when I'm asleep here in the United States, uh, or at least away from the desk. We had sort of a divergence, it seems, in terms of central bank uh, dialogue, I guess. The Bank of Japan seems sort of dovish in the, in the sense of, you know, you have the ECB, the US talking about rate high and stubborn inflation, that sort of thing. Well, then you have the Bank of Japan, which basically sort of pledged to keep rates steady or even lower, uh, which is a divergence, I think, from what you're seeing in most central banks. This, of course, this divergence came along with a jump in things like the dollar yen, uh, the euro yen, you know, many things here that the yen just sort of getting outpaced dramatically uh, in reaction to this commentary. And as I'm looking at it, while we're talking, uh, we're trading, you know, on the on the euro again. For example, breaking through highs now trading as high as 150. That handle getting tagged here for the first time in uh, in uh, I don't even know how long. Very very long time. We've been trading uh, below that mark for several several months now. So should be interesting to see if it can hold those gains going into next week. With of course the ECB and the Federal Reserve uh, having important commentary on their next moves. Um, again, very very bullish look to the uh, to the yen counters, where the yen seeing a lot of uh, a lot of weakness here on these more dovish comments. Indeed. Now it's been a big week for earnings. Earlier in the week, we of course saw those uh, very good results from uh, Alphabet and from Microsoft. Now it's the turn of the big uh, oil giants, and today we've had Exxon and Chevron. Ed. Yes, and, and I think um, you know we we all often talk about oil, and uh, I, I think when you take a look at what's happened with oil markets, um, it, it has been um, a, a rather uh, uh, painful uh, short-term crude demand outlook. Um, it, it seems that ever since the, the markets got you know stunned by that OPEC plus um, production cut decision um, the other week, um, we've we've seen all those gains erased and. And uh, now the, the the focus is okay. Well, you know how you know solid of footing is you know the short term crude um, outlook going to be. And when we we go through these earnings, uh, you know we're, we're seeing you know rather impressive numbers. Chevron earnings beat on both the top and bottom lines. Um, I think uh, when you when you take a look at Exxon's results, I mean Exxon's leading the the, the charge here. Uh, um, robust uh, uh, figures, their profit tops, you know, 10 billion uh, for a fourth straight quarter. Uh, so uh, they're clearly doing something right. Um, you know, for me, what was key was the commentary. Uh, you know, when 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 you you hear, I think you know a lot of the, the questions that were asked is, well, you know, what are the production trends and uh, what are you know what what are 
you know, the, their outlooks. And, uh, you know, the Exxon CEO just noting, you know, gasoline demand is reasonable. Jet fuel demand is trending upwards. I think that you're seeing um, there's a lot more optimism here, I think, um, when you, you consider that. And as far as production, it's supposed to be choppy. I think for Exxon, that's, you know, that's a... Um, you know, the Permian um, uh, production is going to be coming up. But um, I think overall, um, you know, we're not we're not going to see the market really, um, I think, um, having too much of an overcommitment in crude. So I don't think oversupply fears are anything that's going to be happening anytime soon, especially it takes a long time, you know, like over a year and a half or so for, you know, you know, the, the actual commitment of money and to getting the wells created and getting the oil out. of the, out. Um, So so I, I think you're, you're going to see that this market, um, as long as, you know, we don't see the severe recession, oil prices should still um, remain fairly supported. Um, uh, Chevron, um, you know, noted their production. Actually, it was, it was down about 3% year to date. Some of that mainly because they had to wind down um, um, a key, key structure in Thailand. But I, I think, you know, overall, this is this is a market that um, I think there's still good reason to anticipate that, you know, the, the, the uh, if, if we start to get better signs from China, and uh, it seems that this week there were some hints of that, um, maybe, you know, you, you're going to see, um, you know, crude, um, you know, get its you know, mojo back here. But uh, I think right now, you know, where Brent is below 80. Um, and uh, I think, I think you, this is, this is a market though, that I, you know, as, as long as, I mean, if we, if we're continuing to talk about Europe avoiding a recession, US uh, still having a, a decent second quarter, I mean, the, 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 uh, the short-term crude demand outlook, um, I think um, could still suggest that, you know, we could see oil prices kind of, you know, bounce around from the mid, mid 70s to mid 80s. So I think uh, we're probably looking at oversold levels right now. Yeah, watching the oil price is very interesting. And and to your point, Ed, there in terms of uh, watching for recession fears, and, and, you know, maybe the newer audience listening, in terms of oil specifically, uh, recession is, of course, the worst case scenario for oil. And, and of course, the concept or even idea of a softer landing or potentially being able to survive all the rate hike stuff that we've been constantly talking about could be interesting for the price of oil. And, and I would generally agree, you know, if it has, uh, you know, some volatility here and there, of course, as long as we don't go into full-blown recession, I think there's a good case for some potential upside on oil. So very interesting there. Also to come back, come back to uh, the Bitcoin world, which we talked about on our Wednesday podcast. Podcast. We're nearing that 30,000 mark and we're not quite above it. We, we barely touched it. I'm looking at the chart right now. We tapped into it uh, two days back and today we are just below it trading around 29,000. I mentioned in the last couple podcasts that I think 30,000 is a big psychological level. If we're able to break into the 30s, I think that we trade potentially higher uh, from there if we can establish that as sort of a floor for Bitcoin's price going forward. I agree with you that, you know, the 30,000 level is key. Um, Johnny and I, we've been, <laughs> I, th- I think it's been years that we've been talking about the 30,000 level. Um, and and uh, for, for, for me, I think everyone is just still in wait and see mode on that regulatory clarity that we're looking for. Um, you know, the, the Europeans, 
they had their big breakthrough. Uh, now all eyes are on on the U.S. What will what are we going to see? Um, and as, as far as uh, you know, some of the the positive developments, though, I think you know there's there's still interest. Uh, I think you know we we saw Ether Options hit a record on open interest and in volumes uh, after that Chappelle upgrade. Um, you know, there's there's lots of positive trends that are that are emerging, and I think that um, you know you you're, you're seeing um, good companies, Google's Cloud's blockchain, uh, Node Engine is going to support Polygon. Um, and, and, you know, I, I think, you know, it, it, it's uh, this is kind of the wait and see period where, okay, well, where's the next big breakthrough going to be? And, you know, I think we're, you know, we're, we're also seeing progress on uh, central bank digital currencies. You know, China's digital yuan is going to be used for government wages. So uh, this is, you know, we're we're moving forward into into this uh, digital asset world, and uh, I, I think that that's that's important. Um, I, I think you know we're we're going to see more studies um, on on digital wallets, and I, I think this is this is a this is an exciting time um, as 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 we're you know stuck in you know a range. Of, you know, next week will be key. I think uh, you know we we have not just you know. Uh, you know, Fed rate decisions, but, you know, banking jitters, banking concerns are still um, a, a key story. Uh, First Republic, um, you know, that that has been a, a, a big story. And I, it, it seems that whenever, you know, you're, you're having concerns or um, fears that there could be more st- stress uh, hitting the banking sector, that's been definitely uh, providing a boost for crypto. So we'll see if those concerns escalate next week and uh, if that does you know, provide some support here for cryptos. And talking of next week, it's actually going to be a short working week here in the UK, uh, one of the first of three, yes, you heard it right, three public holidays in may alone uh it's the may day one on monday followed by the king's coronation i hope the both of you are going to be um getting up early to watch that next week and uh we've got one at the end of may as well but it's a very busy week coming up ed do you want to pick up first what should we look out for what are the highlights for you next week is is going to be huge i mean obviously um you know all eyes are on you know the, the two big great decisions you know the fed and the ecb uh you know, uh, uh, you know the, the ECB. You, you know the expectations have uh, you know kind of dwindled from a half point to now just a quarter point for the ECB. Fed, uh, obviously, everyone's locked in on that quarter point rate rise. Um, but in, in addition to that, you, you have uh, you have euro area CPI. You also have um, I think uh, the non-farm payroll report will show you know the labor market is it, it is cooling um we're still uh, expected to see about 180,000 jobs created which um is still rather impressive um i think wage pressures are expected to remain steady um you take a look at today's eci number uh you know if we have upside surprises that you know could really complicate um you know you know those those uh those calls for the Fed to hold um, after this rate hike. So um, I think that's going to be key. Um, and you know, for for me, um, I you know I you know used to cover earnings on a regular basis in a, in a former uh, life. Uh, and and you know it's peak earning season. So uh, I, I think that's you know that's going to be um, you know one of the the, the big stories um, because we're we're you know we're we're not just getting Apple. We're getting you're going to be hearing from, you know, several different companies Well, you'll get a key uh, understanding as far as the, the, you know, the overall health of, of the economy, um, you know, whether it's from Starbucks or it's 
Adidas or Adidas, uh, Ford, um, you know, Craft. Uh, uh, There's so many different earnings that will really, you know, help, you know, give a, a clearer picture as far as for the outlook. Um, but 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 I, I think that that's you know that that's you know going to be a, an important. Uh, um, you know, steady theme to to follow and track. Um, and in 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 addition to that, um, you know, there's there there's there's lots of uh, you know the jolts data obviously is is going to be key as well. But uh, um, no, it's 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 going to be a busy week. We we have in addition to um, you know the Fed and the ECB, um, we have uh, Norway. They're expected to raise rates, uh, um, and and then also the um, RBA. They're they're expected to keep rates steady at uh 3.6%. So um a big week um and then um on Saturday night um or Sunday morning for you Johnny um we do have those China uh manufacturing PMI figures. So that's always a, an interesting one. Um you're you're going to see um um a little bit more softness possibly in the service sector manufacturing uh, could could soften a little bit, um, you know. Obviously, too, strikes are going to become a bigger theme um, as we uh, move forward. So I think uh, no, it's, it's too much to cover, but um, obviously uh, we'll try to do it next week. Yeah, and absolutely a very very busy week. Uh, of course, besides the obvious ones, the two major central banks reporting. Uh, personally, I'll be watching on Tuesday. You have Europe's CPI numbers coming out, which I think will be very interesting. It seems like right now consensus for the U.S. is 25 basis points, as Ed mentioned, and for the uh, European uh, Central Bank, of course, also 25 basis points is seemingly the the expectation. Uh, but those CPI numbers on Tuesday, and of course the jobs numbers on Friday for the U. Uh, I think will be interesting to look forward beyond that for potential further rate hikes uh, from the U.S. and from Europe, of course, two very notable economies to pay attention to. Ed, thank you very much for joining us today. Have a very good weekend. The pleasure was all mine and have a great birthday weekend, Johnny. Oh, you let the cat out of the bag. Nick. Thank you, Johnny. And of course, happy birthday. Enjoy it. Spend some time with family. Thanks for listening. And we will speak to you again next week. Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda.